Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented, and let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. It is a daily tip from IQL presented by BetMGM. Great to have you with us here on a Tuesday, November 7th, coming up in our final hour here on the show. We're going to talk about the Week 10 slate in the National Football League. We've discussed some of the games we'll talk about, maybe some we've talked about, some other ones we have not. Then at 8.20, how about someone who has put his cash down and did so as soon as the lines were released? We're talking about P.J. Glasser from BQL. Send it in. Then our best bets at 8.45. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at DailyTipMGM and BetQL app. Chelsea, yesterday, oh, my God, I am going to have to start using the what is the selection when you have an uber or a lyft when you choose a quiet car or you say i'd like a quiet ride i gotta do that because yesterday when i was going to redskins park and the guy was a very nice guy he was very smart he knew what he was talking about but he asked me what i did when i got in the car and I told him, oh, well, you know, because he sees Redskins Spark. He's like, oh, you work for the team? I'm like, oh, a little bit. He goes, what else you do? And I was like, oh, it was a gambling show. He used to be a bookmaker. So this guy was ready to talk some gambling. And again, it was very informed. He knew what he was talking about. And he went to this long discussion about folks making money and how they hedge. So it was interesting. However, as someone who, and you know this, right? When you wake up and you talk about sports betting for three hours, and then you're like, oh, I still got to do this other job. I got to chug some coffee. I could use some time to gather myself. And then, oh, we're going to talk about gambling again for another 45 minutes. And that was a killer for this guy. It was tough. I got to choose the quiet ride because I need a little respite there. And I think you know what I'm talking about. I feel like that's like anyone who has a job. Once you do a job for a certain amount of time, like Catherine, when she's doing work and making presentations and talking with partners at her law firm, the last thing she wants to do is come home and start talking about law or presentations or whatever it is. You got to have a break. Oh, for sure. I 100% agree. But at least this guy knew what he was talking about. Because isn't the worst response to when you say you work in sports betting? Oh, man, I hit this massive parlay like three years ago. <laughs> it was awesome. Let me tell you my picks. It should be me doing a show because I hit like three <laughs> bets last week. Out of how many? Oh, yeah, I had like 60, but still, I hit three big ones. So, like, it could have been way worse. At least the guy could have an enlightened conversation on betting because I think the toughest part is people who know nothing about betting and trying to explain to them like what we actually do. And that is exhausting. Mm -hmm. Like you said, like, I don't really want to talk about my job nonstop when I already talk for three hours at a time each and every morning. I think there are very like specific examples of like when it doesn't annoy me because in general, Mm -hmm. we've talked about this. I don't listen to a ton of sports talk radio just because I don't want their ideas and their like narratives getting in my brain too much. I want my own original thoughts to you know, give to you guys on our show. So I don't watch a ton. But the other day, Jake was watching Pat McAfee. 
and Nick Saban was on. Like if Nick Saban mm-hmm. is on the show, I'll sit and listen. If sure. Aaron Rodgers is on the show, I'll sit back and see what nonsense he's spewing that day. Uh, so it's very specific, but there are times where I still am dialed into like the narratives around and like I want to talk a little more sports, but I'm with you most of the time where like somebody's like, yeah, let's talk about the Titans. I'm like, no, I've already done that for three hours. Can we talk about selling Sunset or, you know, anything else? Oh, selling Sunset. Good God. Do you watch that show? Oh, my God. You do? Jesus (laughs) H, this show. Holy crap. Sunday night before I went to bed and the lovely Catherine and I watched some Netflix together. And then as I was getting ready to go to bed, I was like, all right, what are you going to watch now? She's like, probably selling sunset. And so I'm just doing my, my little thing on Sunday night. I'm checking the computer for updates. I'm making the coffee for the morning and I go back in and she's got selling sunset on for the love of God. I honestly, if I sound dumber from now on, it's because I watched 10 minutes of that show. What is going You've got all these plastic people walking around, and then they had this huge dinner. They're supposed to be getting together. Everyone's dressed all nice to the nines. They got these bizarro outfits on. And, of course, a cat fight ensues. And some woman says, you know what? I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something. Other girl says, uh, you weren't even there. I mean, you weren't there. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, my God, what is going on here? So tell me why I should be watching this show, because immediately I thought I was going to pass out from my IQ dropping so quickly. Because it's a train wreck. That's why you watch reality TV. You don't want to see logical people making logical decisions. You want to see people with zero self-awareness making the worst possible decisions and saying things like, you know what? I just don't want drama. I just want to come to work and make my money. That's what none of them do. They all want drama. They do exactly the opposite of what they say. Mm -hmm. And I find it absolutely hilarious. The thing about selling Sunset, and we will get to some of these football games in just a second, um, (laughs) is that it used to be somewhat about real estate. And I do find that interesting because, uh, I don't know, it's nice to see like these huge houses and what the market likes, what are, you know, some of the problems that these real estate agents have, but it has become less about the real estate and more about the drama. So like that sucks. So now I'm more in yes. on like million do- uh, dollar listing because that one's actually about real estate. Yeah. Wow. You took the words right out of my mouth. If this were about <laughs> real estate, I'd be in on it. But now I'm just tired. But you're right. It's like they use real estate as the backdrop or, hey, we'll mm-hmm. use this as a foundation. But really all it is is just drama, 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 drama. I'm glad you enjoy it because the lovely Catherine did. She binged it, watched the entire season from what I'm told. Ooh. Chelsea, let's do Ooh, Yeah, week 10 in the NFL. Ooh, let's sell some people on some picks in the National Football League. I will open it up to you. Is there a game that stands out to you that you like quite a bit? I've got a few that have stood out to me that I will probably be on this weekend. Yeah, I don't know if there's one that I'm playing immediately, 
But there are some totals that I am interested in. And I think every week it's not a terrible play to look at the worst offensive teams in the league and say, okay, maybe this is a good spot for an under. Because I do think that's the case when you look at this Jets and Raiders game. It is an insanely low total at 36 and a half. Maybe this one jumps up to 37 or maybe even a 38. Uh, If it goes up to 37 and you can get a decent price on a 38, I think that's worth a play. If the Jets can make... Justin Herbert looks somewhat human. I know that game was a blowout, but still finished way under his passing yardage total in that game. And also got a ton of pressure on him. I know a lot of people were talking about the sacks that Zach Wilson took, but also the Jets defensive line was definitely getting to Justin Herbert early on in this game. I think they finished with five sacks. So you got Aiden O'Connell going against this Jets defense and Zach Wilson going against anybody. Like that offense is terrible. So I like the under in the Jets and the Raiders game. We haven't talked about this game yet, and I think it's kind of fascinating because most AFC North matchups are just that. They are usually tight, low-scoring games, and we Mm -hmm. have the Browns on the road at the Ravens this week. The Ravens are laying six points. And when we are talking about buying low and selling high, doesn't it feel like the Ravens are kind of in a a sell mode right now? Like they have reached the top of the mountain. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they can look any better than they do right now. So it's tough to go against the Ravens right now. But do you catch my drift here? Is that right now the Ravens couldn't look better and now they're playing a divisional matchup where they're laying six points. Do you have any interest in the Browns in this one? No, I do not. I don't like the Browns at all. I don't like them personally, but also even last (laughs) week, even last week was kind of fluky. It's personal. I'm choosing the Ravens against the Browns because it's personal. It is personal. But here's the thing. Deshaun Watson, let's put his personal issues aside which there are myriad, but as a quarterback, (laughs) just looking at his performance, he has not been good, Chelsea. He's been a bad quarterback for the Browns. And now this is a bad matchup for him because the Ravens are banged up in the backfield. We know Nick Chubb is done for the season. Deshaun Watson is not doing a good job of passing the football, so he can be had. And also the Ravens lead the league in sacks. This is a fantastic defensive front, a fantastic defense for the Ravens. So I think they're going to be all over Deshaun Watson. I don't know if the Ravens are going to score a lot, but I don't think they're going to have to. So this could be a low-scoring game, and I still think the Ravens can cover just based on the pressure that they will put on Deshaun Watson. So it's less than a touchdown. It's moved up. The spread has from Ravens minus 5.5 to minus 6. I'm on Baltimore. If this was any other division than the AFC North, I would be right there with you. But there is something about these divisional matchups that says to me that chaos can abound. Look at some of these games that the Steelers have won. Like, do you look at their offense and say, oh, this offense can keep up with people? No, you don't. And the Browns, for a good chunk of the season, their defense has looked like the best defense in the NFL. We know that there has been some regression, and they haven't looked quite as dominant over the past few weeks, Mm -hmm. but that defense is still in there somewhere. So, like, conserve a bet. Do we just look at the under here? 38 and a half if it's the same game script that I'm thinking where points are at a premium maybe I'm looking at the Browns plus six but do you think the safer play is the under here I know we're playing a lot of unders that makes me nervous but still it's the AFC North well and also I need to look back at the statistics but I saw this a few weeks ago where scoring is down in the NFL 
and it's down significantly yeah. and unders are hitting for the first time on a regular basis in many, many years. So when you say we're on a lot of unders, I think that's sort of in line with what we've seen in the NFL this season. Yeah, I think you're right. If you're looking at game script, then this feels like, okay, the Ravens are going to have a hard time against that Browns defense, but the Browns are going to have an even harder time just overall because they don't have the weapons that the Ravens have. And also Lamar Jackson outclashes Deshaun Watson or outclasses him, I should say, any day of the week. So uh, that's another under I like as well. What about another buy low and sell high opportunity with another NFC North team? We know I've been pimping the Cincinnati Bengals on this show oh, yeah. for the last two or three weeks. But this week, they're at home laying six and a half against the Houston Texans, who have surprised most of the league. C.J. Stroud now has 14 touchdowns to only one interception. It feels like the Bengals are coming off a massive game against the Bills. Obviously, it was a win, and they looked really good. But six and a half against this feisty Houston team, do you think there is any value in at least considering the Texans here? Yes, in a big way. I like the Texans a lot. This was Texans plus eight yesterday, and I put a little sprinkle mm -hmm. on Houston there, and I'm not one who bets early in the week, but I thought, eh, I'll just put a little money on it. And this is a perfect spot where you're getting some value on the Texans because everyone is so hot on the Bengals right now, and they should be. Cincinnati looks fantastic. But one thing we've seen from C.J. Stroud is, man, he is easily the best rookie quarterback out there right now. And he wants the ball. He was great last week in crunch time. He told those guys on his team, give me the football. Let's go win this game. And so if it's close near the end, then I think the Texans can stay in this thing. And also, there's a possibility of a backdoor cover here. I know we don't see those as often in the NFL, but especially if you got it at eight and certainly at seven when it's right there on that key number, I like the Texans. Especially if you have a decent passing offense that say they're mm. getting blown out. Maybe you can come from behind and get us that backdoor cover. I considered putting the Texans in a teaser, but I don't know. Like if, if you get them in a teaser, you want them in a key number. So it would have to be a seven point teaser. If you get them at plus 14, I think I'll just play them straight up. You know, the Texans getting seven, you can get that seven over a bet MGM right now. It is six and a half at many other places. So if you do like the Texans, this is probably a game that you need to bet now as opposed to later. Jenks, are there any other games that just from a watching perspective you're excited about? Because I think the one that I want to watch the most, obviously mm -hmm. we know I want to watch my Titans and Will Levis to see the next step in his possible progression. The Bears and yeah. the Panthers, that's not number one. It's the Thursday night oh, game. I'll God. still watch it. But I think it's probably going to be the Niners and the Jacks to see if the Niners yeah. can get back to the level of domination that we saw early in the season and – who are the Jags? Is this a team that can compete with the best teams in the NFL? I don't know, and that's a very good question. The thing about the Jags is they lead a bad division, and they've won five straight, but also if you look at their wins, Falcons, Bills, Colts, Saints, Steelers. So it's not a murderer's row, but there is a win against the Bills in there. So I don't know what to think about the Jags. We're going to find out this weekend. But I will say, I feel like Jacksonville might be a live dog. But 
at the same time could be a good buy low spot on the Niners as well. We're going to find out, but that's the game that I just want to sit back like you were talking about and just enjoy. Coming up next here on the show, you know I'm as host of BQL. Send it in, and PJ Glasser will join us to hand out his early week card of both college and the pros. That is next on the Daily Tip for BQL. It is presented by BetMGM, the King of Parlays. Come on back. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the show. Daily Tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. In just moments, what EJ Glasser from BetQL sending in thinks about Week 10 in the NFL and his favorite college games as well. I am so angry right now. When I read these stories of people in national parks being morons, in the state of North Carolina, an eight-mile section of the Blue Ridge Parkway has been closed and this has to deal with the area surrounding the Lane Pinnacle Overlook run by the National Park Service. That area has been closed because there are too many people who have spotted bear cubs in this area, and they're getting too close to the bear cubs trying to take selfies. So now the National Park Service has said, all right, if you're getting too close to these bears, you're putting them in danger, and then you're inviting, guess what, mama bear to come over because she thinks, oh, is my cub in danger? Also, there might be food over here, so it's dangerous for the animals. It's dangerous for the people. And what happens now? Nobody can get close. Chelsea, you hear this from time to time, be it in North Carolina, be it at Yellowstone, whatever national park area that you're in, and people just want to mess with the animals. And it doesn't matter how many times the Park Service says, do not mess with the buffalo. Don't touch the bears. And people still do it. What do we do? They're ruining for the rest of us. Well, at some point you just say, okay, if you get hurt, you get hurt. Like that's on yeah. you. That is a tale as old as time. If you mess with the bull or the buffalo, you're going to get the horns. I feel like when you see um, bear cubs, that's even worse than seeing just like a normal run of the mill bear. Because it means mama bear is closed. Yes. And there is nothing worse than trying to go toe to toe with a mama bear, with those mama instincts. So, like, people just – sometimes you got to learn the hard way, I guess. Like, I don't wish ill on anybody. Yeah. But if you deserve it, you deserve it. I agree. I'm the same way. I'm not hoping anything happens to you. But if you lose an eye because Mama Bear decided you shouldn't be holding her bear cub when everyone told you don't touch these guys, then I would say that maybe, just maybe, that you deserve it. I'll also say this. When we think about these babies, I always think it's fascinating to think about what they grow up to be because, of course, baby animals are cute. And it reminds me of when I was in Austin, I went to a pet store, and I'll never forget because, you know, some people will buy these baby alligators, and they look cute. and Like, oh, my God, it's so cute. And then they don't realize you understand that this thing is going to grow, right? And so I remember the the owner of the pet store, we were talking about this. I don't even know how we got into this conversation. And he go and we were he was discussing how he won't sell certain animals. He said, "Do you know those those little baby caimans that people buy all the time? You see everywhere." I go, "Yeah, I see them all the time." He goes, "Do you know why I don't sell them?" 
And I go, no, why? He goes, because they turn into that. And he points to this glass enclosed case that I had not seen. And there is the meanest looking caiman that I had ever seen in my life hissing and just glaring at the glass. It was terrifying. People always forget these babies, they grow up to be adults and you still got to take care of them, you know? Well, it's the same deal even for like human children. Because you would think, oh, all kids are good. No, if you set foot on a playground these days, there are tons of bad kids. There, I said it. But think about it. Not all people are good people. So it would make sense that there are some kids that aren't like the greatest. So like, there's my hot take for the day. I'm not going <laughs> as far as Michael Jordan, that meme that says, F them kids. But I'm just saying, not all kids are great kids just because they're cute. Kind of like baby animals. Oh, that's exactly right, Chelsea. I could not agree more. Let's find out if we agree with our good friend, BJ Glasser. Giving out his plays. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Props. Jackson takes it himself. Look at him turn back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles! Now he's got an entourage! And he's got a touchdown! Parlays for today. Parlay. That's the one. Parlay. It's P.J. Glasser. He is the co-host of Inside the Betting Lines every Sunday from 1 to 5 in the East, live from MGM National Harbor. Check him out weekdays at 1 o'clock in the East as the host of Sending In, a great show to tune into, guaranteed. P.J., good morning to you. And instead of asking about all these animals, let's just start with some animals on the football field. Panthers and bears. Oh, my God. What a gross game. But you're going to bet on it, and I love it. Yeah, Jinx, that was a heck of a transition. That is why you are a pro. This game, like you said, though, (laughs) quite gross. Panthers and bears. I like the Panthers, though. I like getting the three and a half in this game. Bryce Young has not been good so far this season. He's coming off that game against the Colts where he threw two pick sixes. But that's what you look for in the NFL, right? The score in that Colts-Panthers game was a lot bigger than really what it should have been. I mean, those two pick sixes were the difference. If the Colts don't take those back to the house, Carolina's probably in that game. I also think you have to look at the angle because the Bears hold the Panthers' first-round pick for next season. I think that'll be big motivation inside that Panthers locker room, that organization for them to win this game, give the bears the worst possible pick, obviously that they can have. Cause right now they're holding two top five picks. Um, but this game, it, it's really all about two bad teams, short week, Thursday night football, weird things can happen. It's going to be close and we're getting the ultimate key number with the underdog. So I'll take the Panthers plus three and a half. can't wait to watch that one i think i'll just hit the under and then watch selling sunset instead (laughs) "Ah, maybe next week thursday night football all right so let's get to the regular slate on sunday we have the texans and the Bengals. what's your take on this one yeah guys this is my favorite play of the week is houston plus seven and on betmgm it's juiced now to minus 120 This is the game that is the trap game in Survivor Pool this week, right? Cincinnati's looked really, really good. They're rolling. They're looking like the old Bengals. Burrow's healthy. I think a lot of people are going to like them this week. The Houston Texans, remember, though, they beat Jacksonville outright earlier in the year. This is the kind of underdog that you love with a big number like this. C.J. Stroud's obviously coming off 
maybe the greatest game we've ever seen a rookie quarterback play. And the spot to fade Cincinnati, I think, is the entire key here. Last two games against San Francisco and Buffalo, and then you get Baltimore next Thursday in a massive game, right? So this is kind of like that sandwich spot, that trap game against Houston. I think they match up pretty well with Cincinnati. Um, so I, I like the Texans here. I take it at the key number at plus seven. This could drop to like six and a half, and I'd sprinkle some of the money line as well. I really think the Texans could upset Cincinnati this week. We're talking with P.J. Glasser. He is the host of Send It In every weekday from 1 o'clock in the East on the BetQL Network. And, E.J., let's talk about this Niners-Jags game, which is sort of fascinating, right? Because the Jags are laying three. They've won five straight. Niners maybe a bit of a buy-low spot on them. Where are you leaning here? Yeah, Jenks, exactly. It's buy-low on Sam Fran. Both teams coming off a bye. I'm hoping Debo is back in this game. Trent Williams is a little bit healthier in this game. But this is a is kind of a must win for San Francisco, right? I mean, they're certainly trending in the right direction. They were five and zero, and there were talks of will this team go undefeated? And now the talks are: will this team win their division? Will they be a top two or three seed in the NFC? So I, I like them in the spot against Jacksonville. I know the Jags have won four in a row, but you know they've beaten the Falcons, they've beaten the Colts, they they've beaten the Steelers. Like they haven't beaten the best teams in, in football this is obviously one of the better teams and they're coming off a bye and they're in the middle of a losing streak. So I like the Niners quite a bit in this game. It got down to two and a half for a little bit. I don't think it gets down to two and a half again. I think it stays at three, if not, maybe goes up to three and a half potentially. Um, But yeah, I'm on the Niners this week. I like a minus the three. Ooh, like that quite a bit. Let's go to the college ranks where we have Alabama squaring off with Kentucky this week. We were just talking about against the spread rankings when it comes to the FCC. Alabama's been covering some numbers here, but maybe this is a different case. How do you feel this one goes between Alabama and Kentucky? Yeah, Chelsea, they covered against A&M, covered against Tennessee, covered against LSU. I'm not touching the spread in this game. I'm looking at the total, and I like the under 48 and a half. I think it's a sleepy spot for Bama. Guys, I remember when I was uh, when I was in school there, every week after the LSU game was always Mississippi State. And when Bama was rolling in the mid-2010s, right, and they had all those great teams and they were winning national championships, there was like a five-year stretch where they didn't score a point in the first quarter against Mississippi State mm-hmm. with those teams, right? And this is an 11 a.m. local kick in Kentucky against a team with a good defense who's going to want to muck it up and make it ugly. So I think Bama's going to slow uh, is going to start slow in this game. I think it's going to be a struggle for them to score. And then their second half defense this season has been absurd. They've given up seven points to LSU, didn't give up a single point to Tennessee three points to Ole Miss, and six points to Texas A&M. Their defensive coordinator, Kevin Steele, I call him second-half Steele because he just makes adjustments, and this team doesn't give up points in the second half. So you combine Bama, who should start slow in the first half, and how their defense is played in the second half, I think this is a slam dunk under. So I love the under 48-and-a-half. All right, this is for you, Double D. Penn State hosting Michigan in Happy Valley this weekend. We were discussing how James Franklin really needs one of those signature wins for his program, that next-level win. Does he get it this weekend or at least cover the number? 
Double D, I think we both know. I think we all know how this game goes, right? Penn State is going to be winning at halftime in this game. They're probably going to be winning late third quarter, early fourth quarter, and then Michigan's going to have a big play on offense. Then they're going to force a turnover, and we're going to look up, and a game where Penn State was controlling the whole way, Michigan's going to be up double digits in the fourth quarter, and we're going to be like, how did that happen? So Penn State first half. I think is the play in this game right now. Bet on MGM. We don't have a first half line. So because the full game is minus four and a half, I'm thinking it's probably going to be minus two and a half. I'm going to hold out for a three, but like I said, I think Penn state's going to be winning at halftime. Obviously Michigan's schedule this year has been really poor. They haven't played anybody. So the step up in class in this game is going to be probably a little bit of an adjustment for them. They're going into one of the most hostile environments in the sport playing at Penn State. So I think this game is close early, but Michigan's just got so much depth. They're just really, really good. I think they're the best team in the country. I think that will wear on Penn State for all four quarters. So I like Penn State first half, and uh, I would probably lean Michigan for the full game minus four and a half. Ooh, taking a home team in the first half seems like a solid play as well because they have that home cooking. All right, so let's go to Georgia and Ole Miss. Georgia length 10 and a half here. They have not been great at covering numbers. What is the X factor in this game, or what are you looking at here? Chelsea, I think I finally have figured out how to bet Georgia, right? I think when they go into these games and we all think they're going to blow the doors off of everybody, that's when the games end up being closer than maybe we all think. And then when we go into a game thinking, oh, maybe this team is on upset alert potentially. Maybe Georgia could lose. Maybe the team could give them a game like we thought with the Kentucky game, like we thought with the Florida game. That's when they absolutely demolish people. So I fig- I feel like after the Florida game, right, Missouri had a nice team, but people thought Georgia would kind of roll and they would handle their business and Missouri gave them a game. And now you got Nate and one Ole Miss team coming in. It's only a 10 and a half spread point spread this week I think maybe people kind of like Ole Miss to give them a game maybe even pull off the upset but I think Georgia is uh, is going to handle their business I think they win by two touchdowns so I do like Georgia I'm going to wait hoping maybe that we get just a flat 10 instead of t- instead of a 10 and a half but uh, I will be on Georgia this week finally PJ got a couple minutes here so we got a little time Florida State and Miami what's going to go down in Coral Gables Guys, so it feels like somebody's going down in college football this week, right? Bama's only 10 and a half in Kentucky. I just talked about Georgia. Maybe I'm completely wrong and Ole Miss upsets them. We have this Miami-Florida State game, Washington and Utah, maybe USC against Oregon. But I think this is the game because Florida State hasn't really been in this spot in like 10 years since the Jameis years where they kind of control their own destiny. They went out there in the playoff. This is a rivalry game. They're at home. They're big favorites. And Florida State, they've been winning games, but I really haven't been impressed with them. It feels like when you watch them, like they're just kind of not really fulfilling their potential. All this talent, but they're just not clicking like some of these other teams are right now. Miami's season's obviously gone downhill ever since that disaster at the end of the game against Georgia Tech. But these rivalry games gets the best out of the underdogs especially you throw the records out the window with a points like this 14 and a half especially getting that hook i uh i like miami to keep it close i think they can hang around with the seminoles 
And that game in Tallahassee, not Coral Gables, but still going with the Hurricanes nonetheless. He is PJ Glasser, host of Send It In every weekday at 1 o'clock in the East. Check it out today. PJ, we always appreciate the time. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. And loaded card. Absolutely love it. Coming up next here on the show, oh, it's early in the week, but we are already trying to put some jingle in your pocket. She is Chelsea Messenger live in Nashville and Michael Jenkins live in D.C. Best bets are coming your way on the Daily Tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. When we come back, we'll wrap things up. Stay right there. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the show. It's Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Best bets coming your way in mere moments. I'm Jinx, live in D.C. She's Chelsea, live just outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Chelsea, what do you do when you don't like the car? Because the card is tough for both of us tonight. I think you only make one bet and one bet only. Because the way that we do bets on the show is that you don't want to have it weighted to where, okay, if you say you hate the slate, don't place three bets. Because it's weighing that day in the aspect of looking at the whole week. It's like, okay, well, then why would you put three bets of your entire week on that day so you just try to minimize the damage as much as possible so psa if i didn't have to bet today i would not but also you can make your unit size smaller you can say okay 0.25 just because i need action tonight as opposed to doing your normal size unit so that's what i would do today I don't love the slate. Obviously, no NBA, no NFL. Baseball's done. I don't love betting on hockey, and I am not too sure about betting on college hoops this early on in the year. So it's going to be one bet and one bet only from me. One bet, one bet only. I'm going to put two bets on the card. I think we have a squad play today, and I'm going to go on to the ice as well. I don't feel great, but I got a value play that I like, so I think I'm going to do it. Is there anything exciting today or we can just skip right on through it, Chelsea? The only thing exciting going on here is that we need groceries again. So I'm about to order me and the lovely Catherine some breakfast. What's it going to be? Is it going to be semi-healthy or are we going to pig out of McDonald's? That's the real question this morning here in this household. A lot going on. So you're not getting groceries. You are getting DoorDash. We just got a lot going on today. We don't have time. I guess. <laughs> we got a lot going on today. I'm tired. The battle of the century, Jenks and the battle to actually purchase groceries because it never happens. Like it always happens like a week too late. You got to do it every week. I know. (laughs) It's not a one time thing. They're so expensive now. God, it's terrible. I told Catherine, I was like, didn't we just do this? Like, didn't we just order groceries? Because generally what we do is I order them on Friday when Catherine is at work and I just unload everything and just do it. It takes forever. God, I can't believe we're already out. Ugh, it's so frustrating. Anyway, whatever. That's like Nobody my daughter when she problem. says, she says, well, I just brushed my teeth yesterday. I'm like, sweetie, you got to do it every day. Like, that's yeah. the thing. You got to keep doing it. You can't just buy groceries. I'm like, well, I already bought them this month. 
Yeah, you got to do it again. <laughs> I don't want to do it again. <sighs> okay. And then we have Stanley Steamer coming over to like steam the carpets because this has gone on for about a year. And finally, it was like, I've had enough. Up a year ago, we were on vacation and there was a homeless person who got into our building and was just sitting outside our apartment door and relieved himself. It wasn't great. And so that needs to be cleaned up. We cleaned it up manually, but it didn't do a good job. It's kind of gross. Anyway, we're taking care of that. We just got a lot going on. I know it's so gross. Manually. And because of that, that's why I'm treating ourselves to breakfast. Coming up next on BQO Daily, why did I tell that story? College football analyst Michael Felder will be along to talk about this week's slate. If you missed our conversation with our buddy PJ Glasser, the host of Send It In every single weekday at 1 o'clock on the BQO Network, you got to check out our podcast. Download and subscribe to The Daily Tip wherever you get your pods. PJ had a ton of plays in the NFL and college football and always does his due diligence. Chelsea. Let's find out about that one huge bet on the card. Time to place your bets. All right, Chelsea. Maction it is. Tell us about it. Maction it is because there's nothing else that I want to bet on. All right, so I'm going to go Ohio minus seven over Buffalo here. This is a pretty simple handicap, but you see these two teams, Ohio has not been great over their last three games, but I do think it's a buy low spot here for them to get back on the right track. At the end of the day, the quarterback I'm trusting here is Curtis Rourke. He is the reigning Mac offensive player of the year, and he's been a little up and down this year because he's been hurt. So I think uh, going against this Buffalo team that offensively has really struggled I think that is the case here. If you look at Buffalo, uh, their rush game, bottom uh, four when it comes to the conference, when it comes to points per game, not great either. So, like, I'm trying to make something out of nothing here. I don't love the card, but I'll go with Ohio minus seven. I think they have the better offense here. So let's give it the old college try. Let's go, squad play. (laughs) Ohio minus seven at Buffalo. I love this play. You have to ask yourself, how are the Bulls going to move the ball against this Bobcats defense? Buffalo is pretty terrible across the board, led by quarterback Cole Snyder. He has struggled this season. Last time out, completed 34% of his passes. He's thrown five interceptions in his last three games. Now he faces a Bobcats defense that ranks in the top 20 in a number of metrics. They also are holding teams to just over 246 yards per game. That is fourth overall in college football. And the Cats have had a week to get ready for this game. They are rested, ready to slow down this already anemic Buffalo offense. And if you want another reason to like Ohio, Bobcats quarterback Curtis O'Rourke, you talked about him. He's from Canada. Mm-hmm. Playing in Buffalo is about as close as you can get to the border. Let's make some money on Maction on a Tuesday night. Ohio minus seven is the play at Buffalo. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Maction feels like the ultimate wild card play. Like, it feels it like the most volatility comes in Maction games during the week. Like, usually you see somebody throwing up on the sidelines. You'll see, like, a kick return touchdown. So we're ready for all of the emotions tonight in Maction, but hoping for Ohio minus seven. So let's bring in the third member of our Best Bets crew, the Magic 8-Ball. Let us gaze upon the glorious Magic 8-Ball. Shall it fade or tail these noble betters? 
That's right. If you're new to the show, this is what we do each and every day. We ask the Magic 8-Ball that we got from the toy store if he likes our play. So we got one best bet. It is a squad play on Ohio, minus seven on the road at Buffalo in Maction. 8-Ball, do we like this squad play? 8-Ball says, my sources say no. Well, damn. Well, Dan is right, 8-Ball. I was going to say shake it again. We don't need to. It's just one play. I was going to try and, you know, insert some sort of nuance. But what do you like? Do you think Chelsea will win? It doesn't matter. It's it's a squad play. You don't think we're going to win 8-Ball? Whatever. If you want to check out the 8-Ball, Chelsea matching the 8-Ball perfectly today. Look at this. It's black and white and black and white. Just go to twitch.tv slash betql, twitch.tv slash betql. Chelsea, I was going to ask if you have another lean, but I have a feeling you do not, not even close. No, I said I didn't want to bet on anything today, so I certainly don't want to make two bets. Whoa, well then we won't even ask you. I'm sorry <laughs> I even put that out there. Guys, let's do a little stick and fuck, all right? You know the story in hockey right now. It's not the best story. It's the worst story, and it is the absolute awfulness of the San Jose Sharks. So I'm going Flyers three-way money line in San Jose tonight because it's great value. It's minus 120. Even if you don't follow the NHL, you should know. What we've seen from San Jose thus far this season is historically bad. The Sharks are winless. They are 0-10-1 this season. Before the Sharks, and we'll see how this season plays out, the worst team generally considered in hockey history is the capitals when they were an expansion franchise in 1975 the sharks are not an expansion franchise but they're playing like it they have lost their last two games by a total of 20 to 3 this is hockey by the way 20 to 3 mackenzie blackwood in net for the sharks tonight he is giving up 4.78 goals per game good god now the Flyers are not a great hockey team. I get that. But this is about value. You can get the Flyers three-way money line. They have to win in regulation. It's only minus 120. And the Sharks have forced overtime only once this season. we got to play it until San Jose can get a dub. Maybe it's tonight. But at a cheap price, I will take the opposing side. Flyers three-way money line. Let's do your BetQL five-star best bet for insight, analysis, trends, articles, videos, seances, Ouija boards, manifestations, <laughs> whatever it is. If you want it, the BetQL app has it. Oh, look at this. Chelsea, what sound does the computer make? Beep, boop, beep, boop. <laughs> Why am I treating you like a child? Chelsea, what sound does a computer make? Beep, pop, pop, pop. Nailed it. Beep, boop, beep. Nailed it. Okay. The mainframe says Sharks money line. Are you kidding me? Plus 165 hosting the Flyers? Mm, well, good luck. I feel like that's just trying to get some value <laughs> on a lot of plus money. I'm not buying it, donkster. Also, little college basketball, North Dakota at Iowa over 154. That is what the Donkster got from the BetQL mainframe. Let's find out what's coming up on BetQL Daily and bring in our good buddy, Joe Ostrowski. Joe O, good morning to you. What's happening there, bud? Good morning, guys. Just uh, enjoying the trip that is the daily tip. Um, I don't want to go shopping because groceries cost too much. I'm going to go buy breakfast out because that's cheaper <laughs> to buy every meal. <laughs> I, no, you're right, convenient. Jay. They, 
Yes, it is. Just doesn't want to do anything. That's true. I get it. I get it. I I went. I was like, oh, I only need a few things yesterday, and I only stayed in the grocery section at Target, and it's still one hundred and twenty dollars. I'm like, I went to the express line. I could only have ten or less items. It's it is crazy, crazy expensive. Um, Target's not cheap. Yeah. No. Target. I don't know who they think they are, but their prices. Who do they think they are? Publix. Get out of here. You're more on Walmart's (laughs) level. But I go to Costco and then I'm going to spend $300. So I, there's, what what are we going to do? What do we get? There's nothing. Complain about it. Yeah. Yeah. We can do that. (laughs) And we can complain about Monday night football and we can complain about Thursday night football. Bears and Panthers coming up. Oh, (laughs) it's just these primetime games are killing me. Um, Yeah. We'll talk uh, some futures. Michael Felder will join us and talk college football. I want to start to talk about the the draft already because he studies quarterbacks and you look at the top 10 right now. Everybody needs a quarterback. And we're wondering why unders are hitting at such a high rate. These quarterbacks are God awful in the league. Oh, so bad. We're looking forward to that, Joe. Thanks very much and for empathizing with my grocery plight. Even though sometimes I walk down to CVS, don't get your groceries at CVS. It's like, hey, Dunkin' Donuts coffee, $55. Awesome. <laughs> That's going to do it for this edition of the Daily Tip for BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Thanks for spending your Tuesday morning with us. From Chelsea, I'm Jinx. Good luck on your bets. We'll see you tomorrow morning. You've been listening to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.